Schwab Advisor Services is proud to support the RIA Edge podcast and equally proud to support independent financial advisors like you. In a challenging year, how did 68% of firms surveyed in Schwab's RIA benchmarking study meet or exceed their new client goals? By following key success factors, such as leveraging new technology, adapting strategies to win new business and stay connected with their clients, while also attracting and developing the right talent. The Schwab RIA benchmarking study is just one of many ways they provide you with the insights and resources needed to succeed and grow. Get the full picture at advisorservices.schwab.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the RIA Edge podcast. I'm David Armstrong with Informus Wealth Management Group. And today on the RIA Edge podcast, we got a chance to sit down with Molly Bernard, the CEO of Connectus Wealth Advisors. Connectus is the wholly owned offshoot of Focus Financial Partners, the large acquirer of advisory firms, but brings, as Molly explains here, more of an integrated back office to the teams and practices that want to retain their own branding and their own client-facing identity. Uh, The firm has some $7.5 billion in AUM in the U.S., as well as a significant presence in Australia and the U.K. This conversation took place at the RIA Edge West Conference in Marina del Rey on September 28th, which is why the audio quality is a little bit choppy, but I learned a lot about the firm, and I hope you do too. Thanks for listening. Molly, thanks for joining us. Wonderful to be here. Uh, I think maybe we'd start out by you providing maybe just a brief background on maybe your tenure in financial services, how you found Focus, how you found Connectus, and uh, and what Connectus is, where it exists in the ecosystem of wealth management. For sure. So I've been in the industry for just about 20 years now. Uh, Started out my career in the financial services industry um, from the beginning. Uh, I am an accountant by trade, so started my career at PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, post uh, finishing school. Uh, and worked in the uh, insurance industry for quite some time. So, uh, you know, I was um, started as an auditor and then I moved into what they call transaction services. So working on M&A, uh, did spent a few years doing due diligence on transactions in the financial services space. So expanded from insurance to banks, broker dealers, insurance, various insurance companies, um, as well as brokers and asset managers. Uh, and then, you know, after uh, putting enough years in the accounting world that I decided I did not want to go any further, uh, I transitioned into the M&A space more formally as an investment banker. So I worked at Morgan Stanley for quite a few years in their financial institutions group, uh, covering all types of transactions, both in the insurance, asset management and diversified financial space and spent a brief amount of time with a shift in career going to AXA. So I worked for the U.S. division of AXA, which is now called the Equitable. And um, that's really where I got introduced more formally to the wealth management and RIA industry. A big part of my job, I was actually the head of strategy at AXA, and a big part of my job was working with the, man, the CEO of AXA and the rest of the international management team on thinking through what they call distribution strategy, mm-hmm. right? So how mm-hmm. do you introduce insurance products into a wealth management relationship? Because of course they were an insurance company and looking for ways to distribute product. So got pretty involved in understanding the mindset of advisors, you know, what drove them, you know, what their model looked like. Uh, and um, also, you know, how the interplay between, you know, standard investment management, financial planning, and then other products and services like Mm -hmm. the insurance world. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I got introduced to Focus Financial. A colleague of mine, you know, introduced me to the team, and uh, they thought the role at Focus would be a perfect combination for me who had, you know, an accounting background, 
an M&A background, a strategy background, and Focus was looking to, at that point, was quite small. So mm-hmm. that was uh, almost nine years ago. Okay. So Focus was looking to grow <laughs> and um, wanted you know, to add to their senior team. Um, and so uh, my skill set lent very well to the role, which was a combination of business development, relationship management, and M&A deal execution. So I joined Focus, and uh, I've worked with, you know, over the years, had worked with many, many of Focus's partners and executed transactions um, in the United States as well as in Australia, which I helped lead and build Focus's Australian presence as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Things were great at Focus, and, you know, we continued to grow. But, you know, as we continue to grow, you know, the industry continued to evolve. And, you know, I think really that's where Connectus was born. Um, It was born, you know, let's say in an appreciation for the change in the industry, both from a client preference perspective, but importantly, from what we were hearing from advisors in the industry. And the idea of Connectus was actually born in Australia. Regini, um, the one of the co-founders of Focus, and I spent a lot of time on the ground there and started listening to what advisors really wanted. And what we were hearing from them is that, you know, some some businesses are not five billion dollar wealth management practices. They're, you know, smaller boutiques anywhere from, you know, 300 million, 400 million to a few billion in assets. And as they continued to grow, what they started to realize is that being standalone was becoming more and more challenging. There's, of course, the succession planning challenges that are here to stay in the industry for quite some time. But the other challenges they were you know, encountering were growth, resourcing um, to scale, and then also resourcing to be able to address clients' needs. So you know, we saw the industry changing from a client perspective where clients are expecting more from their advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking a little bit later today, and we're probably going to end up talking about, you know, are the days of portfolio management only or you know investment management only over mm-hmm. and you know i do genuinely believe that for an ria being um portfolio management only is not going to cut it in the future for any wealth management business. You know, you do need to have a more comprehensive model and things are becoming table stakes. So many of these boutiques were realizing they couldn't do it alone um, from a management perspective, from a resourcing perspective, from a, you know, service model perspective. And so Connectus was really born out of that realization that the focus model at the time, you know, really had two options. One was big, large platform investment, right? Standalone, independent, you know, focus was there to support from a consultatory approach or- But the firm would keep its own independence. Exactly, full Identity and be its own- Exactly. Or the other option was merge into an existing focus partner, which is full integration, Mm -hmm. right? So what we found was in this world- Exactly. So, So what we found was that you had these two options aggregation, which is really the focus, what they call the direct deal, the partner firms, or full integration, which is basically tucking fully into an existing RAA, existing focus. What do you might call it a sub-acquisition? Exactly. Sub-acquisition is another word for it. Tuck in, sub-acquisition, full merger. So what we realized is there was a space in the middle where focus didn't have a solution and we realized there was actually quite a few advisors in the market not just in australia that's what we were hearing there but we started hearing it everywhere globally in canada in the uk in the united states and so um, we realized that there was another model think of it as a hybrid of the two if you think of one there are two bookends of a spectrum mm-hmm. connectus was really born in the middle so if you think about the connectus model what we do is we actually centralize all administration all back office activities for the wealth management business that joins us. So that includes everything from HR, administrative HR, benefits, policies and procedures, 
to things like compliance. We are one RIA to IT infrastructure, um, including our cybersecurity program, but it also includes all of the technology and tools that we built, which are really unique, and I'll talk a bit about those, mm -hmm. to um, internal financial reporting. So all administration is centralized, right? And as you move up the spectrum to getting closer to the client, it becomes less and less centralized. So if you look at the front office, client relationships, managing their money, financial planning, client service models, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all of those things are you know, fully in the hands of the entrepreneurs and the advisors who join us, so they have autonomy. But as we get towards the back office, it becomes more and more centralized. So um, think of that as like a spectrum, right? So we have some middle office activities that we've centralized, but a lot of the really the front office activity yeah. of the advisors mm -hmm. is fully in their hands, mm -hmm. as including their brand and identity. Okay, so they do keep their own brand. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you look across Connectus today, we have uh, 17 brands. Mm -hmm. Two of the brands are actually Connectus brands. So we have Connectus Private, which we launched this year mm -hmm. and has, we, with the addition of some advisors from banks and wirehouses, mm -hmm. um, but we also have Connectus Accountants, which is a centralized accounting and tax organization to support all of Connectus. Mm -hmm. But then the other brands within Connectus are the existing brands of the firms we invested in, right? So they continue to maintain their identity. Um, and so they continue to work with clients the way they always had. But what they have is a centralized back office, centralized administration, access to additional capabilities, everything from, as I mentioned, accounting and tax, yep. mm -hmm. to lending, to insurance, to trust in estates, trust in estates, to dedicated financial planning resources, and as well as a really, really unique technology yep. platform. Um, we call it our engagement platform, and it is called MyConnectus. MyConnectus is something you developed in-house exactly. for all of the firms that join you. Exactly. So my colleague Amy, who you were just speaking with, um, she is the architect and mastermind behind my Connectus. And um, we built it from a, to be honest, from a focus perspective. You know, working at Focus, Amy was working at Focus with me when we launched Connectus. And, you know, we realized that we could build something that addressed all the pain points of what we saw, not just our partners have at Focus, but what we were seeing in the industry. So what we've done with Connectus without having the legacy of being an existing RIA with all of the challenges that come along with that is sure. build something fresh with the technology, the tools, the processes, and the right people to effectively deliver what we know advisors need. Okay. So um, so my Connectus is a fully integrated um, engagement platform um, where both the advisor and clients have effectively uh, a single source of truth. Um, where they're engaging with one another and they have access to all of their relevant information, um, everything from their financial plan and core documents to performance reporting. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so we're really excited about it. We do not believe it, anything like this exists in the industry at this point. Uh, and all of our advisors at Connectus um, are integrated and transitioned over to the tools that we have available for them. That's interesting. It's a, I've got other questions here, but you've raised something interesting with the Connectus platform because you're right. I mean, I think of uh, client portals mm -hmm. as being the thing that kind of uh, you know, exists out there for the client, and then the advisor has their own exactly. dashboards back here. Exactly. But what you're doing is bringing them kind of together exactly. into one yep. I love that, I love that, place it, of truth, point yeah, of truth. Yeah, single, point of, single truth. point of it's truth. A, it's basically a single pane of glass where the client logs in from one side, but the advisor logs in from the other, and they're actually in the same place together mm. versus 
as you just mentioned, this bifurcated client portal, advisor, CRM, advisor portal, and all these other systems like the custodian or the you know uh, performance reporting software or your financial planning software. So you're logging into all these different things. That's the advisor's day-to-day. That's generally what we see. My Connectus actually brings it all together. Mm-hmm. So everything sits in one place for okay. both the client and the advisor. And they're basically sitting in the same place, just different logins, of course, because they have different views. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it is fully customizable for the advisor and the client. We built a lot of flexibility, which allows us to scale um, as we continue to invest in businesses so that the advisors on the front end can still deliver the client experience that they used to deliver only better Mm -hmm. and have that flexibility to do that in their own way, right? So we're not forcing every advisor to follow, like to use the same exact reports, the same exact formatting, like they can customize for what works for them and their client, but they are using the same tools, the same processes, um, but it is customized at the client level. And obviously white labeled for their own branding. And exactly. Reasons. Yep. Um, it's co- we are co-branded. So, you know, all of the Connectus advisors uh, are co-branded Connectus partners. So, you know, if you go to their website, you would know that they're part of Connectus. Um, but yes, the client facing materials are co-branded, but with the advisor's brand um, on the front. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah. And you centralize then investment management? You centralize Good question. The- a lot of the middle office capabilities are um, centralized. So things like uh, over time research and trading, it doesn't happen immediately, but over time, you know, some of those middle office activities. But, you know, we, we do recognize that investment management is core to the value proposition of the advisor, right? And we are not looking to change who they are. We actually celebrate the fact that, you know, across Connectus, we have a lot of differences and those differences can lead to more service offerings, better outcomes, new ideas, and ways for us to you know, deliver more to the client. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in no ways are we asking the advisors to, you know, manage money in a certain way, but we are bringing them together so that they can work together and we centralize when we can to create efficiencies. Um, but from an investment management perspective, each of the brands that join us still manage money the way that they did before. So this is a conference uh, focused on growth and the RA Edge platform is focused on growth. You have been growing. I, I, mm-hmm. it, it strikes me that a lot of the conversation here is around choices that you have to make. Yes. You've made a choice to develop this Connectus platform. Yes. Put resources into that. Were those, did that take away a little bit maybe from attention uh, that might have been paid in the marketplace going out and acquiring other firms? How do you decide which of these levers to push and pull? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of do all of it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the reality is I, Amy and I were both uh, building Connectus and working at Focus and executing deals and working with existing partners. We were just doing it all at the same time. It's a lot of extra time. Of course, it's late nights, especially for me with Australia. But but we, we do both. Um, you know, in the end of the day, um, even, you know, we're obviously now no longer at Focus. The two of us transitioned, you know, both of us over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in the end of the day, you know, we're building something that we really believe in. And we, we know that it's where the industry is going. So um, we did quite a few deals very quickly uh, in 2020 to 22. Mm -hmm. And so the last, uh, I'd say about nine months or so, we really have spent integrating and also hiring. I've made some strategic hires at our team and building the organization for scale so that we can continue to acquire and invest. And then more importantly, continue to support the organic growth of the you know, the firms that we acquired and invested in. So organic growth for us is just as important as M&A. It's actually more important than M&A, but, you okay. know, we are 
we were created by a you know M&A organization, organization, right? But we are a functioning RIA, and so organic growth is the key to everything. And when I say that, you know, one of the things I always say to the advisors who join us is our focus is on sustainable growth. Right. We're not in the business of quick wins. Um, We're in the business of creating repeatable processes. Right. So a big focus of what we do with the advisors is help them organize their day to day um, and organize their way that they approach business development. So it's repeatable. And so a big part of that is giving advisors the tool, hiring the right tools, excuse me, hiring the right people. Mm Uh, and, um, you know, giving them the right training and, and perspective so that they can be effective in their roles. When you're out there in the marketplace and you're looking for uh, advisory teams to bring on board, yeah. uh, you, what are some of the characteristics that you look for? Because I imagine you got to look for someone who is willing to buy yes. into totally. the uh, totally this connectus. Yeah, the value proposition. Yeah. Um, I would say... Uh, Which might mean for a lot of them kind of ripping up their own cords, right? In some like ways, it is change. It's mm-hmm. definitely change. Um, you know, the focus model, the, the whole beauty of the focus model with large, you know, RAAs was no change, right? right? Very minimal change. The connectus model does involve... Now, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's definitely not change like you're merging into one big business and everything changes on day one. So, you know, you don't have that end of the spectrum of full integration. But it does have a good amount of integration, so there is a you know a decent amount of change to expect. Um, so we, we manage that by being very open and transparent around what to expect and take each of the investments that we make, the principles, we take them through what to expect over three months, nine months, what you know, six months, one year, eighteen months, et cetera. And we have a roadmap that we follow. So there's a template, there's an on onboarding totally. thing. We have a very sorts. we're very process oriented yeah, as okay. an organization. Yep. But you know, um, we do very much focus on, you know, organic growth and training our advisors as well. So, you know, we do both and okay. that's effectively, you know, where where we spend our time. Do you, um, I, so again, I'll ask when you're out there looking for firms, what's where, the, what's the yeah. ideal? So quantitative and qualitative is what I would say. There is a size that, you know, we're not investing. If you look across Connectus, the businesses that we invested in, they're not, you know, small, little, tiny two man businesses that, you know, have two advisors and you know, one client service person. Yeah. If they were that, they would definitely be potentially an opportunity for Connectus Private, where we have a bit more centralization. It's almost like a plug-and-play solution for advisors looking to find a new home where they have their own office. But everything else, everything else is handled by us. Right. that's almost like a hire. Exactly. That's more of like small little book of business. They want to have flexibility in their client service model and how they manage money. But everything else, like they don't have the resources. So everything else is plug-and-play. That may be Connectus Private. But if we're looking at an RIA Mm -hmm. to join us, it would be an RIA that has a bit more size to basically handle its own office. That's the way we think about it. So if you look across Connectus, you know, our bread and butter profile from a size perspective would be three quarters of a billion to about three billion in assets. So there's quite a big range. But the reality is, is it's the qualitative factors that make them the right fit. So there's a values aspect, which to your point, you know, they have to have the mindset of, I want to, I need resources. I want to be part of something bigger. I do believe there's a better way. And I'm willing to row in that same direction, right? So very much, um, you know, the mindset is basically like, I want to be part of this organization mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about the values that they can, you know, the value that they can provide to me and, um, you know, willing and able, my team is willing and able to, to join in on this. So there's a, there's a mindset aspect, um, but there's also um, a needs aspect, right? So where we see, you know, from a Connectus perspective, we can actually really drive 
significant results with the team. So, you know, we look at the, there's an ethos and then there's a, you know, synergistic combination aspect where we say, wow, this business could really benefit from the Connectus group and all of the resources we have to play. And we see the lift that we can create to that business and then the growth potential that comes from there. So um, so we are looking for advisors that want to grow mm-hmm. um, and that want to take advantage of our resources. Uh, if they just want to sit and do their own thing and not talk to us, not a fit. Not a fit. Right. Not a fit. Right. We're not making passive investments. That's not who we are. There's other players out there that do that. Yep. But we are very open and transparent that, you know, we are, um, we're going to get involved. Um, our team is going to be talking to you every day, some different members of the team, but you're going to be engaging with us on a daily basis. We're going to work on how to, you know, accelerate the business forward. Um, each of the businesses that we bring in, um, our program is actually called Accelerate. So we, um, we take them through that journey of centralizing the back office first, transitioning them, you know, onto the right tools and technology, working with them on people management, organizational design, compensation design. You know, so we really spend that time um, with them on bringing them through that journey, you know, training the advisors on, you know, business development, giving them the right tools to be effective in their job, um, giving them career paths. Okay. So we, we, we have a program. It's, it's our own proprietary program that we basically follow with each investment you make. So having the right ethos is like super important because if they don't, our ability to execute is very poor. So you're filtering these folks out early yes. before the conversation proceeds know. any further. You yeah. Know, you know. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. So, you know, obviously from the focus perspective, you know, you're talking to people um, on a day-to-day basis around their business. Yeah. And, you know, once you learn, one, about their business and two, about the way they um, they think about the business and they think about their future, you know if you know, this person's going to be a good fit for us or not. Well, another thing that we're talking about here at the conference is capacity. You know, what do you see going forward as the pace of partnerships or acquisitions going forward? Will it match what you've done previously? Is it getting more? Is this snowball getting bigger as it rolls down the hill? Yeah. Or is it? Uh, are you finding fewer opportunities? What, where do you see it going? There's no shortage of opportunities in the marketplace, that's for sure. You know, I don't think from our perspective, you know, in Focus's perspective, we've there's been, of course, a slight decrease in M&A activity, all the statistics that the custodians sure. and everyone sure. um, and the bankers release shows that. But, but the amount of succession planning that needs to happen is just so high that there's no world where M&A is going to really trickle down to nothing. I mean, we expect yeah. to be quite busy for a very long time. And we expect to see different types of M&A. You know, there'll be what I, I call internal M&A, meaning, you know, Focus is a pretty big partnership. You know, it's very possible. You know, we've actually added two legacy Focus partners into okay. Connectus. Okay. So that will likely continue. So that'll be one type of M&A. Um, then we'll have external M&A where we're investing in existing RIAs. And then the third channel will be advisor recruitment, which is obviously very important to us as well. Um, and that will likely be not just through Connectus Private, but also through the brands in which we've invested. Uh, and then organic growth. So those are really like the key components. And we have a pretty robust organic growth plan and program. Okay. So, you know, we're going to invest in both. You know, I can I say that we're going to do the same exact number of deals in the same amount of time? Hard to say. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I wish I had a crystal ball. <laughs> sure. But do, do you feel that you're at capacity, though? No, I mean, we have capacity. You, you can... Yeah, yeah. We're, we're ready to go. Okay. Um, we've got, you know, a really strong team. Uh, I had the luxury of picking who I wanted to bring along this journey with me from Focus. Uh, and Focus was very supportive of that, of course. It is a wholly owned subsidiary of Focus. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a stellar team. 
uh, and we continued, we've continued to add to it over the last couple of years. So we have a great team to support the growth that, you know, we'd like to see um, continue at Connectus. So one of the uh, topics here, obviously, is M&A and growth through acquisition. I, I hear you uh, hitting this note of organic growth a, a few times. Mm -hmm. uh, you have some sort of plan there. It doesn't get as conversation as much at places like this. Because M&A is more sexy. Yeah, M&A is sexy. And, it, and <laughs> organic it's bigger, growth right? Organic growth is I mean, M&A is, a, M &A is a, yeah. big, a big leap with a you know one-time yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, organic is like a small trickle. Yes. So yes. what is the plan for organic growth at Connectus? Yeah, so we have a couple different levers that you know we've effectively are pooling um, at Connectus. So we are part of uh, custodial referral programs. So we certainly are leveraging those, um, and that is a big part of our strategy, of course, is to how to you know maximize um, you know our presence in the referral channel as well as you know have the right services to offer within that channel to generate the best leads possible as well as to retain those clients, right? So that's one aspect. Um, another aspect is. Um, other lead generation programs, so you know things like Zoe and Smart Asset, okay. etc. So we do participate in those. You're taking full advantage of all those totally. platforms. Totally, and we have processes and technology that we put in place to manage that. So that's another aspect. You know, we are doing some kind of digital social marketing as well. You know, to generate leads. So you know, we are. You know, our marketing team is is executing on that, and then there's the good old fashioned. Uh, old school business Ooh, development, yeah, right, you know, right. COIs, client referrals, getting out in the industry, building, you know, um, visibility of the advisor and what they do and bringing new clients in. Yeah. So we, we train our advisors on that and um, give try to give them, you know, the, the best tools that, that we can so that they're more effective in their role. But all those, all of the above, you okay. know, are things that we're doing. So we're, we're very focused on that. Um, it sounds to me like this Connectus platform is something that could be uh, licensed out to other non Connectus Good question. <laughs> is that on the roadmap? It's not in our immediate plan, but what I would say is yes, potentially it could be. It would likely be first offered to internally to focus partners. Mm -hmm. um, that would be the first stage. And then who knows, you know, maybe we would consider uh, bringing others, you know, who are not part of our network, not part of focus under the fold. But at this point, um, that's not on the immediate horizon. We're okay. more focused on, you know, our advisors and then, of course, how we can support focus financial partners. So all of those partners, you know, as, you know, our sure. sister company. Sure. Yeah. I, I, and I would like to kind of just end on this. Where does Connectus sit in the focus group now? How, what is the relationship there? Because mm -hmm. I, I was always under the impression, speaking to the focus folks beforehand, that something like Connectus was the plan early on, right? Where you find different teams with different skill sets and they will in operate independently, but there's really integrate the most there's you can. opportunities for synergy between skills, right? Yes. This person's good at investments, they're good at something else. And yeah. this person over here is good at planning and we're going to just, you know, seed it all. Yes. And it sounds like what happens is that some of the acquisition targets were so large that that kind of becomes more difficult to do. Yeah, I mean, at the focus level, um, the existing partners are very much separate. Yeah. Um, there isn't that cross-pollination right. of skills and resources or any type of centralization at all. That, that is not the focus model or right. had not been. Yeah. You know, Connectus represents like the evolution to that. The industry as well, if you look at the industry today, I think there's a realization that scale matters uh, and that value is created by bringing the best of the best together and figuring out, you know, how do you, how do you create a whole that's greater than the sum of the parts, mm -hmm. right? And so that's really what Connectus is about. 
Um, and so, um, is Connectus still uh, wholly part of the? Connectus vote? is a fully owned subsidiary of Focus Financial Partners. Okay. It is um, effectively um, the only currently. It's the only Focus Financial Partner that is really fully controlled by Focus. Um, but it is an RIA, so it is a standalone business, you know, with our own management team and governance and decision making. So, you know, it is run as a completely separate organization. Yeah. But um, one could argue it's a little bit closer to Focus than any other Focus financial partner. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, Focus has a better window into the day to day, given the fluidity of one, the legacy employees and myself and Amy and some of my other colleagues, but also the fact that because it is a fully owned subsidiary, there's um, a bit more transparency from a day-to-day perspective on what's happening in the Sure, business. sure. And I know you said that, uh, and I will, I said I was going to end it, but I, <laughs> one more question. Launched in Australia. Yes. Australia is the market that seems to me to be the most similar to the U.S. in terms of the independent advisory space. Is Interesting. true or not? Um, My well, impression, I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, what I would say is I think probably Canada might be a little bit more similar, although Canada is very investment management driven and Australia is very financial planning driven. But Australia uh, has slowly over the years, they're still very much behind the United States, but has slowly shifted to more of what I call a quote, I'm putting this in quote, independent, because that's a, in Australia, that's a word that means something different than what it means in the US. But it's moved more towards a fiduciary advice model, unaffiliated with institutions. So it historically was very institutionally aligned. So all advisors sat in banks, Mm -hmm. and they sold bank products. And that's, you know, that was the US many, many years ago. And it's still kind of Europe today. It's still, yeah, exactly. Europe's very much like that. Um, and so Australia has kind of followed the suit of that dis- disintermediation mm-hmm. of the advisor product and bank. And so all that's separating out. But they're very much behind the United States on that. And the industry is very, very boutique. So a lot of small, small boutiques that are around in the industry versus in the U.S. What we've seen is scope creep and, you know, all these big RIAs that have developed over time because they've had more years to do it. Right. So I would say Australia is behind um, the United States, but a very attractive market for sure. And um, very much going in the direction that you know we like as a fiduciary in the United States. Um, so um, it's a fun market. I'll bet. But, will you uh, see more? Do you believe you will see more RIAs or some of the large RIAs from the U.S. gravitate to that market as well because of the dynamics you just um, sketched out? They would have to really, you know, it's hard to say to okay. be honest. Um, I know there's, you know, a couple players have gone over there. Merchant, I think, Emigrant mm-hmm. um, have gone over there with more like passive minority type of deals, mm-hmm. investments, or you know, hiring a local team. There's a big Italian fund provider that created a wealth management aggregator down there. Um, but um, it is a completely different market from a regulatory and business perspective. So okay. while some of that high level like you know, like visionary type of things around where the market's going, et cetera, a similar, the actual, how the sausage is made (laughs) is very different. Um, and, um, you really need to know the business, the industry very well. And it takes a long time. I would say, um, I have, I think I've been to Australia 27 times with focus since I've joined focus, um, been in the focus family. So, um, you know, spent, I actually did the math. I think I spent over a year in Australia in eight years. In aggregate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, you, you'd have to be really committed to the market to learn. And, of course, you know, we were very committed at Focus. And, you know, we put the time and effort in to build our presence. And now we're a pretty big player in that market. But, you know, any RIA wouldn't just – it wouldn't be smart. It'd be too expensive and yeah. time-consuming to go ahead and do that. So you need to really have that commitment. And 
needless to say, growing market in Australia, but you see the real opportunities here in the U.S. Do you think, I mean, do you, will the U.S. be your The U.S. will be our primary, primary market. It always was yeah. and always will be. Yeah. Um, right now, international is less than 25% of Connectus. It's maybe about 20, 25% of Connectus. Okay. A focus is a much smaller percentage, more like less than 10, yeah. 8 or 9, 10%, let's just say. Um, I, you know, international will never be... Um, the the main focus it will always be the U.S. The market here is just huge, um, and the opportunity is is, is very high. So um, there's lots here at the front of you know at our doorstep. So um, really don't have to go too far, but we've we've built the presence. So you know um, we'll certainly continue to support our international approach. Fantastic. Well, uh, Molly Bernard, CEO of Connectus, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Schwab Advisor Services is proud to support the RIA Edge podcast and equally proud to support independent financial advisors like you. In a challenging year, how did 68% of firms surveyed in Schwab's RIA benchmarking study meet or exceed their new client goals? By following key success factors, such as leveraging new technology, adapting strategies to win new business and stay connected with their clients, while also attracting and developing the right talent. The Schwab RIA benchmarking study is just one of many ways they provide you with the insights and resources needed to succeed and grow. Get the full picture at advisorservices.schwab.com.